from Arkansas for Arkansas. This is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It is September the 6th of 2023. We're glad you guys are up with us today on National Read-A-Book Day. Okay. I'd rather listen to a book, but I'll read a book. I think if we both were to try to figure out the last book we actually had time to sit down and read, mm-hmm. that might uh, that might be a while ago. Yeah. Because books are a commitment. Yeah, they are. Like I know some people who can dive into a book and within like two days they're done. Yeah, I'm not that person. Got to find the right book. Hey, like the Mick Foley uh, biographies that he wrote for WWE? Yeah. I can read those I'll fast. Bet. Those are good. Uh, today's also National Coffee Ice Cream Day. Okay. Hmm. I signed up for that. Hey, I was, uh, I forgot to mention this. We went by a Starbucks in Nashville. I met a nice woman who was working behind the counter and I was trying to figure out what I wanted. And I'm like, hey, give me the cold brew, right? Because it was kind of warm. The cold brew sounded good. All that caffeine's going to hit and stuff like that. And she said, would you like it? Pumpkin spice. And I was like, oh, I just don't know. Mm. She said, try it. It's better than you think. If you don't like it, we'll throw it away and give you something different. Well. Kelly, I was blown away by it. You're one of those people now. I would have never dreamed it because I always kind of poo-pooed on the idea of, oh, pumpkin spice this and pumpkin spice that. And I think it's because of the word pumpkin. Yeah. It's not like it's pumpkin. It's it's nutmeg and cinnamon and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But if you have that on the top of your cold brew coffee, mm. and I'm sure it's good in the other stuff as well. But I was like, you know what? You sold me on something I wouldn't try otherwise. All right. So anyway, we're glad you guys are up with us. Welcome to Wednesday morning. Every morning is better when it starts with Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. There's been a change to the lineup at uh, this weekend's Arkansas Comic Con. Okay. So this happens in Little Rock at the State House Convention Center. It's a big deal. They have all kinds of people who are supposed to be there, like William Shatner's going to be there. What? Yeah. Uh, WWE Hall of Famers, Lex Luger, Ron Simmons, Scott Steiner, Big Papa Pump. Wow. They're all going to be there. Now, they originally had Christina Ricci. She was going to be yep. there, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's in movies, and she was in, um, wasn't she Wednesday Adams or yeah. one of the Adams mm-hmm. Family deals? Mm-hmm. She's not going to be able to make it. She had to pull out, but they decided they were going to reach out and try to figure out who could be a replacement. Yes. And when you're talking about one of the big people on the whole show, you got to find somebody strong. Right. This one, Kelly, might make you want to drive down to Little Rock this weekend. Who is it? He was known for his roles in movies like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, The Addams Family, and most notably, Back to the Future. Christopher Lloyd is going to be at Arkansas Comic Con. Doc! Great Scott! Like, that's cool. Yeah, right? that is cool. I mean, you think about that movie and you think about those two iconic characters. Yeah. The Michael J. Fox character, Marty McFly, and then Doc with um, Christopher Lloyd. It would so, be really cool if they had the DeLorean there. Oh, Yeah. I don't think they've booked the DeLorean. <laughs> but still, the event takes place at the State House Convention Center. It's going to happen starting on, what is it going to be? Like, is it Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm, Sunday, I think? Mm-hmm. Uh, tickets are available 35 bucks for Friday, 50 for Saturday, and 45 on Sunday. If you want to find out more, go to ArkansasComicCon.com. Call Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly, 870-935-5346. All right, good morning, Arkansas. It's time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's Morning Show. 
High five. High five. Hey, a big high five goes out today to Mike Ingram. So he works for the American Red Cross. He's the senior disaster program manager for the Arkansas and Missouri Territory, that Mm -hmm. region. He's about to embark on something he's never done before. Mike Ingram's about to head over to Maui. We remember what happened with the wildfire and the devastation. He's going to spend the next 21 days in Maui, basically trying to help clean up and get people's lives put back together. Mm. He says this entire deal has taken an emotional toll on everybody who's a part of the Maui community. And he feels for him it's an incredible gift that he has the chance to go there and to have the ability to help. Yeah. He says, don't forget that the American Red Cross is always looking for volunteers or for financial donations, and you can always help out at redcross.org. But here's to you, Mike Ingram. It's an Arkansas's morning show. High five. High five. And today's high five is powered by Right Fiber from Ritter Communications. It's the right speed at the right price right now. And you can check the availability in your area when you go to rightfiber.com. Wake up, y'all. Wake up. This is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. All right, doing a big on a Wednesday morning. It is September the 6th, and y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas. This is Country Music News on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. We have Country Music News today on Morgan Walk. Yeah, I know that last night we let the liquor talk. So I love these stories on Morgan Wallen where he's done something sweet for his fans. Let me introduce you to nine-year-old Kinley. She was diagnosed with cancer last year. And the wild thing is she had to uh, have one of her kidneys, her left kidney, completely removed. They had to take out 13 lymph nodes. And also she had to do chemo for like six months. So basically, Kinley is a huge Morgan Wallen fan. Her family kind of did the social media thing and reached out. He saw the stuff and made her dream come true over the weekend at FedEx Field in Maryland. Basically, the story her family has posted now is she was treated like a princess backstage, Mm -hmm. and she kept telling everybody uh, that after she met Morgan, it was the best day ever. Really sweet story there for nine-year-old Kinley. Now, Morgan has a new song that's out that everybody's talking about this week. It's his current single. It's called Thinking About Me. When you're chasing what he's drinking, are you thinking about me? When you're riding where he's driving, are you missing my street? Every time you close your eyes, tell me who do you see? When you're chasing what he's drinking, are you thinking about me? That's the latest from Morgan Wallen. It's called Thinking About Me. We have country music news today on Zach Bryant. Do you are just a man to me or all I am? Where hell am I supposed to go? So on Zach, on Zach Bryan's debut album, he has a song with Casey Musgraves. And the song has landed number one on the Billboard Hot 100. The song is called I Remember Everything. I wish I didn't, but I do remember every moment of the nights with you. Cold shoulder, closing time, you me to stay till the sun rose. So I Remember Everything is just the second song by a male and female artist to top the Hot 100 and Hot Country songs at the same time. Brandon, this song joins Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton's 1983 classic, Islands in the Stream. Oh, yeah. A tender love is blind. It requires a dedication. All this love we feel needs no conversation. We're Why? 
joining them in the history books. Yeah, so congratulations to Zach Bryan and Casey Musgraves. And country music news today on Brothers Osborne. Sun goes up, oh, sun goes down, takes all kinds of kinds of So Brothers Osborne has a new album that comes out uh, later on this month. There's going to be 11 songs on the album. It's called Brothers Osborne. Uh, they're teasing a song that they did in collaboration with Miranda Lambert. They brought her into the studio and they worked on a song called We Ain't Good at Breaking Up. Here's Brothers Osborne telling us all about it. We Ain't Good at Breaking Up really started off as a joke. I would say it when people would ask if me and Abby were still dating and I would say, yeah, we're just not we're good at breaking up. But then Jesse Frazier, I said it to him once and he said, man, we have to write that. We got a write coming up here. With Miranda Lambert, we should all write that together. We got in the room, Miranda had some amazing lyrics, and just her voice when we were singing together, I just really loved it. It was awesome to have her be a part of it. It just has adds this whole uh, angelic mystery to it that I just really can't get enough of. Again, that's Brothers Osborne talking about their upcoming song with Miranda Lambert. That song's going to be called We Ain't Good at Breaking Up. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. It's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Arkansas's Morning Show. Did you know today is the day Piggly Wiggly was founded in 1916, 107 years ago. It was notable for being the first self-service grocery store where shoppers went through the store and gathered their own stuff and put it in a cart or a basket. Before Piggly Wiggly, store clerks would assemble your order for you, weighing out dry goods from large barrels. Which is kind of what they do now with yeah. the pickup stuff. <laughs> right. I remember going into a Piggly Wiggly store when I first moved to Memphis because we didn't have those in mm-hmm. Texas. And I saw that sign like Piggly Wiggly. Right. What is that? I know. There was one in the area I lived in in mm-hmm. Memphis. That was my normal routine, my normal stop yeah. back in 95. Did you know the first Diet Cola was Diet Right in 1958? Then in 1963, Coca-Cola released Tab and Diet Pepsi came out. Diet Coke didn't come out until 1982. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was one of the last Mm -hmm. ones. Did you know George Strait graduated from Southwest Texas State University, which is now Texas State, and has a degree in agriculture. Also, George is a huge NBA fan and likes to sit courtside at the San Antonio Spurs games. What? Yeah. With 60 number one singles more than any other artist in any genre, there is a reason George Strait is called the king of country music. Amarillo by morning. Oh, yeah. Up from San Antonio. Everything that I got is just what I've got. He's the king of country. My ex is living in Texas. How about this one? I got some oceanfront property in Arizona. From my front porch, you can see the sea. And of course, Mimi Lou got caught passing me a note. What? Before the teacher took it, yep. I read what she wrote. Do you love me? Do you want to be my friend? And if you do, well, then don't be afraid to take me by the hand. If you want to, I think this is how love goes. Check yes or no. And if you didn't know, now you know. Wake up, wake, 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 wake up. 
Time to wake up. It's the most fun way to start your day. Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. A couple of headlines out there this morning. One of those headlines involves Joe Jonas of the Jonas Brothers. You know, Joe Jonas was the one who kind of did his side project, DNCE. And Joe Jonas has filed for divorce from his actress wife, Sophie Turner. Mm-hmm. So evidently, they tried to salvage the marriage. He filed for divorce yesterday. Uh, of course, the quote is, the marriage is uh, irredeemable. Oh, gosh. Irredeemable. <laughs> Uh-oh. Irreconcilable? No, it's not that. Oh. It's irredeemably. Okay. What is that word? Why can't I get it right? I don't know. Irredeemably. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's broken, basically. Okay. Bunch of idiots. You can't fix it. <laughs> no, they can't fix it. Okay. Uh, they have two daughters, one who is three, one who is one-year-old. Uh, right now, he's asking for joint custody. He says the kids have been living with him in Miami, and they've been on tour with the Jonas Brothers, but uh, evidently, that's a pretty big story. Yep, there is. There's a bunch of uh, Joe Jonas fans uh, out there commenting as well. As a matter of fact, I heard that David the Barrel Boy's wife is ready to leave him <laughs> now that Joe Jonas is single. Don't start that stuff. That's just what I heard. Right. I right. don't know if that's true. Girls cheering everywhere. Unfortunately, David the Barrel Boy is, is no, no longer, longer with, with us. us. Yes. <laughs> what He's is the still word? Alive, y'all. Arred- I don't know. Relatively. Oh my gosh. It's probably some kind of celebrity world word where they're going to be. You know, uh, we're going to separate and divorce, but we're going to still be the best of friends. Oh. That's. I'm sure that's what it means. I have more love for her now than ever than, before. Than ever before. Relatively. Oh, okay. Just, I'm going to stop trying to talk about Why don't it. Why not you spell right? it? I can't even spell it at this no. point. Uh, there's also a story on a Delta flight. I don't know if you saw the, the story <laughs> yet or if you saw the footage, but there was a flight from Atlanta to Barcelona where there was a biohazard spotted on the plane, and the biohazard was diarrhea. Shut up. Evidently, somebody had a bellyache on the plane and tried to make it from their seat up to the front toward uh, the bathroom and didn't make it. So essentially, this flight is in midair, right? They've been in the air for two hours. This person gets up, tries to make the the wild sprint, the the wild run to the bathroom, and can't contain it. And somehow, I'm not exactly sure, it's all over the aisle. Like it, it didn't just exit, but it exited the pants. So the the footage that's oh out there goodness. this morning is. Basically, it's almost like a a river of that, that of diarrhea. That poor person. Do you? What if the tray table was in his way? Did he have to jump people? I mean, I don't know exactly how that went, but the person who got the video of it on their cell phone shows like it's a major trail. Like it was a major, major, like oh Dumb and Dumber goodness. type of an issue all the way through the the plane. So once this happens, people on the plane are freaking out. There's diarrhea that's oh. running the entire length of the plane, right? And they're like, this is a biohazard. You can't have this in the middle of the plane. The plane, which was two hours in the air headed to Barcelona, had to turn around and go back to Atlanta. Do you think it caused a chain reaction? Because you know how people are with smells. Can you imagine that? How bad it must have been? So the plane goes back. They had to clean the plane, do the whole thing where they're going to do the deep cleaning. And then the plane, which was headed to Barcelona, got there eight hours after the intended time. Do you think that that person will ever recover? Uh, No. Mortified. For life. Never traveling again. Now, the great thing about this is more than likely there weren't a lot of people on the plane that knew the person. So it's not like it happened in the studio or it happened at an event where we're going to be known as that forever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, there's Kelly Perry. Remember that time she pooped all the way through the restaurant? Okay. Why would you ever say that? 
Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. I'm a little bit fired up now because I have figured out the word I couldn't figure out a few seconds ago. What is it? Irretrievably. <laughs> that, that's the. Uh, that's it. You were acting like it was so like a different language. I was putting so many different syllables mm-hmm. into the word. So basically, the Joe Jonas marriage to Sophie Turner is irretrievably broken. Wow, that's a new one. What was I trying to say? Irretrievably. <laughs> You were, no, I can't do it again. you were saying like three different words at once. <laughs> it's irretrievably broken, according to Joe Jonas. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. A 23-year-old man in Florida was arrested after assaulting a couple of Walgreens employees early one morning. He went into the Walgreens at about 1.20 a.m. because he wanted cigarettes. The workers refused and told him to leave. Now, it's unclear why why they denied him, but he was intoxicated, so that may have had something to do with it. The guy was furious, started throwing Snickers bars at the employees. He struck a female worker in the face, and a male worker was hit in the chest. Neither employee was injured by the Snickers bar. Uh, But the man was charged with two counts of misdemeanor battery. He was later released after posting a $1,000 bond. Crazy, though, right? Uh, Yeah, that's crazy. Speaking of using a candy bar as a weapon, what did the candy bar say when asked for their pronouns? Oh, my gosh. What did the candy bar say when asked for their pronouns? Hershey. (laughs) When I came up with that one, I snickered. Okay. I quit. I'm done. (laughs) And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Wake up, wake up while the radio plays. Arkansas wakes up with Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. Arkansas's morning show. Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today, Wednesday, September the 6th of 2023. Local birthdays, local celebrities, here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Kaylee Perry, who turns 22 today. Happy birthday, Kaylee. Happy birthday from Cole. Of course, happy birthday from Kelly and myself as well. Thanks to Kaylee, I can see clearly now the strain is gone. Okay. That's a good one, yeah, right? That's a good one. I stopped by and got my contacts. Yep. It's the first time I've ever offered to pay for contacts at well, Elite Eye Care. Congratulations. <laughs> Y'all, he normally tries to get me to go by and get them. Yeah, free ones. Uh huh. Samples. Yeah. Yeah. I've been getting samples for two years. <laughs> that's embarrassing. Uh, happy birthday to Kaylee Perry, who celebrates today. Also celebrating today, Amy Wilhite mm-hmm. of Jonesboro is going to celebrate today. Happy birthday. Of course, she is the big dog over at the refinery. <laughs> the big dog. And every time I walk in there, she has uh, you know armfuls of stuff to show me. Uh-huh. So happy birthday to Amy, who celebrates today. Uh, Nolan McNew of Bono turns eight today. Jaron Snyder from Jonesboro. Ruben Hill of Cherry Valley is celebrating. Dirk Argo of Lepanto celebrates today. Jennifer Powell. Of Jonesboro. We have Rena Cruz of Jonesboro celebrating today as well. And Kyle Midkin of Wynn has a birthday too. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. Happy birthday today to Pippa Middleton. She's 40 today. 40 today. That's Kate Middleton's sister. She's the one in the white dress. 
from the wedding that everybody was talking about. I'm I don't remember. You. Can you go into more detail? Really, I probably would just get myself in trouble if I did. But if you know, you know. I do remember. I just was going to see if you'd say it. I'm not going to say it. I already got in trouble. So yesterday. happy birthday to Pippa. Happy birthday to Nina Person from the Cardigans. Yeah, you know the Cardigans from this. Nina Person of the Cardigans is 49 today. Happy birthday to Idris Elba. He's 51. That's Charles Minor on The Office. He's also on a new TV show, or it's on, I forget, I think it's on Apple. Uh, it's called Hijacked. It's yeah, really good. It's good. Happy birthday to Macy Gray. You may remember her from this song. Macy Gray, 56 today. Happy birthday to Jeff Foxworthy. He's 65. You might be a redneck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Happy birthday to David Allen Coe. He is 84 today. Well, I was drunk. Huh? The my mom got, got out, out of prison. prison. There's always someone that wants to karaoke this song. <laughs> and I went to pick her up in the rain. A little David Allen Co. on his birthday. But before I could get to the station in my, my pickup truck. Oh, what happened to his mama? She got run over by a damned old train. Man. There's kids going, what is this? And hang around as long as you will let me, let me, let me. David Allen Coe is 84 today. And happy birthday today to Mark Chestnut. He is 60 today. See if you remember this one. Bubba shot the jukebox last night. Said he played a sad song that made him cry. Went to his truck and got a 45. What? Oh, Bubba shot the jukebox last night. Mark Chestnut. I'm going through the big B and don't mean Dallas. I can't believe what the judge had to tell us. I got Jeep and she got the power. Mark Chestnut's birthday. I just wanted you to know. Sometimes driving home at night, I let your memory take. He also did this one. Every moment spent with you is a moment I treasure. The country version by Mark Chestnut. I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you. Mark Chestnut's birthday. Oh, should have done this and I should have done that. I should have been that and she'd never left. I should have been hanging on every word she ever had to say. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend Mark Chestnut, <laughs> who turns sixty today. Happy birthday, Mark. Hope you have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We are joined this morning by the good doctor. He's the one that makes me all right. He's the one they call me. He's going to be your Dr. Shane's Bites. <laughs> Dr. Shane's Bites. <laughs> Dr. Shane's Bites. Man. 
Y'all, he is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State University. He is Dr. Shane Spites, Dr. Feelgood. Good morning, good doc. What's up, man? Morning, guys. You're hitting those high notes today, aren't you, Brandon? Uh, <laughs> or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe that could have been a lack of sleep that made me hit those notes like that. Hey, did you hear the story we just now talked about where the poor guy had diarrhea on the plane? I heard about that yesterday, and I thought, oh, my gosh, what a miserable I mean, for everybody, what a miserable experience. Don't you think that that would be therapy for life? <laughs> I do. Oh, yeah, it'd be terrible. So for those of you who missed it just a second ago, maybe you just got in the car. The story is a guy's on a plane. They're two hours outside of the Atlanta airport. He decides he's going to have to make it to the bathroom. He doesn't make it, and there is a trail from his seat all the way to the bathroom. And, and Shane, it looked like it was almost like the Willy Wonka Chocolate River. Uh- that's oh, okay. What? Oh, that, I know it was like a, didn't they call like a, like an in-flight emergency, like for biohazard reasons or yeah. something like, yeah, biohazard. That's what it was. Yeah. And they had to turn the plane around. So these people who had, had traveled for two hours from Atlanta then had to go back to Atlanta, but they were on the flight with the biohazard in the floor. Mm-mm. I never would have left the bathroom ever. Oh no. Stay ever. in there. You can't come out. Mm-mm. So Shane biohazard. What, what is so bad? Like, I know it's awful. It's, it's, it's gross. But what would be harmful to other people? Oh, it's a, it could absolutely be infectious. So when you say biohazard, I mean, that's, you know, we talk about bodily fluids and things like that. So really anything, you know, from the, the body could be considered biohazard, you know, blood. and I mean, even mucus and things like that. You're in all kinds of bodily fluids fall into that category. But there are absolutely viruses and bacteria uh, that are spread uh, through that means. That's how sometimes, you know, there'll be like some sort of warning, um, maybe at an establishment that you eat it or something like mm-hmm. that. <clears throat> They're like, hey, don't eat the salad or don't eat this, something like that, because maybe somebody that prepared the food didn't wash their hands after going to the bathroom and voila. I had, <clears throat> I, had uh, I went to a buffet one time and the word came out I had to go get the that, that shot. Was it hepatitis B? Hepatitis A. Hey, whichever one. I don't know which one I had, but it was the one from food. I think you got all of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're an idiot. <laughs> you say monkeypox? What'd you say? No, she said she thinks I have all of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so let me ask you this, because you're telling me how bad that is, the biohazard. Would you ever go into a porta potty at an event? Would I ever go to... Oh, I've used a porta potty at an event. But isn't it I basically... hand sanitizer, though. I hold my breath. Is it not kind of the same thing? If it's in the middle of the floor, it's in the middle of the porta potty or not? Well, I mean, I don't know if it's in the middle of the floor in a porta potty. Like, there's a there is a receptacle in the porta potty that that holds all the bodily fluids and excrement. All right, that's Doctor so Shane Spice. Yeah. No, yes, it's, he has been obsessed with that story all morning. Obsessed. I can with tell. It. I can tell. Like, this is something like y'all y'all talk about this even off air, don't you? Like, no, I can tell he had a previous a, experience. No, he, I did not. You're an idiot. Oh, mm. this is this is close to home. Yeah. This, this is personal. Okay. Uh, hey, uh, I think we need to, and I, uh, I hate doing this because I know people hate it when we have to, and we won't go long on it, guys. <clears throat> For those of you who hate hearing about COVID, but I know uh, like three people over the course Ooh. of the last <clears throat> week that have COVID, uh, and you know everybody kind of had let their guard down. I'm hearing and reading that maybe it's not as bad as people were thinking. Maybe it's not spread as fast. But again, I know three in the last week. So, what do you know? Okay, so. Okay, let's talk about two different things. Number one, yes, there's like everybody's got COVID. <laughs> um, I mean, it's got a, there's a, it's 
spread pretty quickly. It's the, I believe it's the EG5 is the variant that we're seeing now. Now, what you're talking about is the variant we were worried about that's been popping up in a couple of states and has been over in a couple of countries that we were really worried about because genetically it looked like it could be bad, but we're thinking it's not going to be. It's not going to be spread as bad. Good. But currently we are seeing a lot of COVID, um, and I'm, I've just been in, you know, just the last couple of weeks in clinic, we're seeing a ton of it. Typically, just so you know, people start off, with a little bit of a sore throat, scratchy throat, um, runny nose, some congestion. Um, not many people have fever. If they do, it's a low-grade fever. Um, body aches, fatigue, I just don't feel good. Most people, it lasts a couple of days. So you're homesick maybe a couple of days, and then you're usually back. Some people, it lingers, and so they can, like the cough can linger for 7 to 10 days. A lot of people are chalking it up to, oh, it's my sinuses, oh, it's, the, it's my allergies. Absolutely, ragweed's going on, but ragweed's not going to cause all these symptoms. They're just not. The problem is, is the COVID tests are only picking it up 15% of the time. I'm going to say that again. The COVID tests are only turning positive on the initial test about 15% of the time. Now, if you continue to test, it'll eventually turn positive. But most people are taking the test. Oh, it must not be COVID. It's negative. No, that's not really the case. About 85% of the cases are being missed by the initial test. That's so wild, though. So my wife, um, uh, I'm just going to bring it up. <clears throat> we traveled, and uh, we're in a place with a lot of people. And all of a sudden, yesterday, she's like, I just don't feel my best. And she said, my throat's a little bit scratchy, and I feel really tired. <laughs> but but again, so many of us are going to say, oh, it's because you know seasons are about to change and the allergies and the different things that come with that. Like, How do we know the difference, especially if the tests aren't that accurate? Like, What's normal so, and what's not normal? Right. Here's the deal. Before COVID, it might be just a little mild virus, like a little, like, I just kind of, you know, people getting back to school, a little mild virus, you didn't worry much about it. But it's one of those things where when we know, and you can actually go to the, you can go to the Department of Health website, you can go to the Arkansas Department of Health website, they actually are tracking those and they can see the cases. You can see a huge spike in August. Hmm. So you can see where we've been, you can see where we are. Like it's, like, we, we have a ton of COVID. And it's not just here in Northeast Arkansas. I know Central Arkansas is covered up with it. Uh, there have been some places where they've had to actually cancel some classes just because there weren't enough students to show up uh, for, for, for the classes just because it wasn't worth it to do it. Um, it's absolutely we're seeing that. So it's one of those things where if we know we've got an infectious organism circulating in a community, then it's really going to be that until proven otherwise. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, yeah, it does. Okay. Especially with, again, the, the symptoms are pretty consistent. Like pretty much everybody is presenting the same way. A few people have some GI symptoms. Most don't have that. I've had a few that have that. But m- most all of them start off with a sore throat, scratchy throat. Strep test is negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, throat cultures are negative. Um, you know, flu tests are negative. All that is negative. Then it's a little bit of sinus. And then it lingers for seven to ten days. Fatigue is one of the things. But that's... To be honest with you, that's kind of the, the good thing. If there's a good thing about this is that um, you're not seeing a lot of people sick for a long time. Mm-hmm. We are nationally, we're seeing hospitalization rates go up. They're up about 20 percent. COVID hospitalization rates are up about 20 percent uh, compared to uh, previous weeks. So it's one of those. This is this is just the world we're going to live in. And I think people kind of recognize that this is just what it is. Yeah, uh, if you're at high risk of being hospitalized or dying from it then take precautions. You know, for the rest of us, you know, if you're sick, stay, sick, stay home. That's one thing is that, you know, we never were good at that as a society. Mm-hmm. We always were like, look, 
ah, it's just a cough, it's just a cold, I'm fine, I'm going to go to work, I'm going to push through it. Mm-hmm. You know, you really weren't helping anybody by doing that, especially now that a lot of this stuff can be done remote. Yeah. Uh, for those that can, you really ought to do that. But a lot of that goes back to the managers and the bosses who kind of, oh, are you really sick? I mean, are you sick enough to call into work? Because that's kind of a deal. Or even schools who, oh, yeah. you get three absences all semester. Uh, so, you know, you better tough it out if you're not real, real sick. I, I think that's a bad play, probably. Oh, I agree. You're right. It absolutely has to come from the top down. And then there's got to be a – that's a culture change. That's a culture change that occurs, you know, in different organizations and institutions and companies. Um, and they have to be understanding of that. Because it's going to be one of those things. And I, if I were a manager, what I think is, look, do I want the whole line going down because i got this one sick person? Because that's what you run into. And that's where things really kind of domino is that one sick person – comes to work, everybody gets sick. Now everybody's either out or they're not functioning 100%. And so now all of a sudden productivity gets hit. So as a manager, that's the way I would be thinking. Yeah. Again, it's Dr. Shane Spites, Dr. Feelgood, the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. Hey, what else are you seeing this week? Anything else kind of that's uh, jumping out at you medical-wise? So I've got a couple of interesting things that kind of came across my, my feed here. Um, you know, we talk about sleep and how important sleep is. And some people just have trouble getting to sleep. And we talk about the sleep hygiene Mm -hmm. in terms of, look, you really need to be off your phone, iPad, TV, 45 minutes before you go to sleep. You need to kind of decompress and kind of get that out of your system. You need to be in a cold, dark room. Not that you need to be cold. You know, you can be bundled up, but the room needs to be cold and it needs to be dark. You don't need to have the TV on or any ambient light or anything like that. Well, some people still have trouble falling asleep even with all these different sleep hygiene things that we recommend. Mm -hmm. There's a new study out that talks about listening to music. And this has kind of gone back and forth. But for some people that have trouble sleeping, listening to music actually helps them with their insomnia. So this is a a, a new study that actually um, uh, came out. I'm trying to remember which journal it was. It was a study... It was a a study of the multi... multi, It was 13 trials. It looked at 13 different uh, trials. And they um, talked about the outcomes and how you had improved sleep with listening to, you know, soothing music uh, or things like that, specifically in people who have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep. So might be something to try for individuals that are having trouble falling asleep or getting sleep. And we want, remember that sweet spot for sleep is about eight hours. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get less than five or six hours. You don't want to get more than 10 hours. We know that if you're on either side of those extremes, then your um, your premature death rate is higher, which means that unfortunately you die at a younger age than you would. So there's a <clears throat> and sleep is a big deal. It's how your body repairs itself. Um, what that about, one, I think last week we mentioned the, the aromatherapy. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. What about young people? Because it seems like when like Kai's a teenager, right? Like especially if he stays up a little bit later. I mean, he can get an easy ten hours of sleep. Is it the same thing for kids, or or do the kids need more sleep than adults? You know, they go back and so as we age, the, the sleep, uh, kids need more sleep early on. As you hit your late adolescence and get into your 20s and, and certainly into your 30s, then you kind of level off there. Okay. There was one thing, and I read this study, actually, I'm glad you brought this up, just recently that said, you know, as we get older, we need less sleep. And that was a long time, hey, we need, we're older, we need less sleep. The thing is, is apparently, nah, we need about the same amount of sleep as we get older. And so it's not that you need, as you get older, start hitting like your 50s, 60s, and 70s. Now I can get by on five hours of sleep. That's not true. You still need more sleep. Now, you may get up early. Your 
sleep cycle may shift a little bit. And the reasons why you get it, maybe you got to get them to go to the bathroom or something like that. Right. But it seems like the body still needs that same amount of sleep. Now, this study in particular looked at ages 18 to 83. So oh, these, no. were, these were, for, for lack of a better term, these were adults um, that they were looking at in terms of this insomnia and the, the music therapy. Um, but you're right. Certainly, um, growing teenagers and preteens, they do need more sleep because of the metabolic demands and, and the, the growth rate of their body. So that's not surprising. So when I say no more than 10 hours, no less than five or six, those are adults. You mentioned sleep hygiene. You talk about that fairly often. Let me ask you about those, uh, like those blue light glasses and things. It, like some people wear them if they're going to watch TV or look at their phone or work on a laptop or whatever, uh, whatever especially at night. What, what, what do you think about that? Are they real? Is, does it really help? What's the story on blue light glasses? You know, so we've gone back and forth on that, and that's gone, actually that's been a debate for a while now. Uh, the whole back and forth on, you know, is it a thing? Well, okay, we think it's a thing. Well, does it do anything? Does it really affect you? Does it give you eye strain? Does it keep you up at night? Does it give you sleep problems? All of that. The most latest information uh, that has come out, and we've looked at about 17 different studies in about six different countries, it seems to be that there's, you know, in terms of those blue light filtering lenses or glasses or things like that to reduce visual fatigue. It doesn't seem like there's any science to really support that. Um, So everything that we've seen now says like, "Mm, it doesn't really, you know, and and, uh, on top of that, a lot of the research, when you look at it, and this is not going to surprise you either, depending on the blue light lens that they studied, most of them only filtered out about 10 to 25% of the blue light. So it wasn't like this is, there's this big blue light, you know, um, wall that was put up, uh, but they. So right now it's kind of like meh. The, the blue light thing doesn't seem to be a deal. Um, doesn't seem to be. Doesn't seem to hold a lot of evidence right now. So I mean, it's like everything, kind of a wait and see. But right now, the, when we look at the evidence, it's not really there that that the blue light glasses really help or make uh, make any difference in terms of that. There are super um, cute blue light glasses you can buy. Okay. That can complete any outfit. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Uh, Absolutely. That's your marketing right there. Y'all, he is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State University. He is Dr. Feelgood, Dr. Shane Spites on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Family Zinc. Thank you, Doc, and we'll talk to you back here next Wednesday. Guys, good to talk to you. Hope you have a great week. Take care. You too, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We are joined in studio this morning by the one and only Michael Wewers from the Foundation of Arts in Jonesboro. Michael, welcome back. Good morning. How you doing this morning? Oh, I am wonderful. It's uh, it's not hot out there. I'll take the weather. You know, I'm ready for fall. I'm ready to <laughs> be outside a little bit more. I know we had a little bit of heat, but mm. yeah, lots of heat. Yeah. Hey, is there any truth that whenever you go out golfing with Rodney Poff, that he sweats and sweats and sweats, okay. and it's like he's a ball of water by the end of it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, we usually take this uh, little ducky floaty that he puts around. Yeah. Oh, so wow. uh, <laughs> just when it gets up that high, he don't go under. You know, <laughs> he would look really cute in a duck floaty. Huh? <laughs> Hope we never my get to buddy. see that. I, I love me. I love me some Rodney. Now you got to be careful though, because he talks trash about you every time Brandon, he comes in. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. <laughs> hey, we, we went and played golf this weekend. We had a good time. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Who won? 
Uh, he did. He did. Yeah, he he beat me by a few strokes. Mm. Yeah, he said you're not very good at the, with the, what do they call them, the sticks? Yeah, the, the driver the clubs. Sticks. The clubs. <laughs> the oh, sticks. Oh, goodness. He said you're an amateur, but anyway. <laughs> okay. Hey, I heard about an event, uh, the Champions for the Arts event you guys did last week. I had a buddy yeah. who was there. Uh, David the Barrel Boy. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us. Um, but he was uh, he was able to make it to your event. Uh, anyway, I heard great stuff. That a lot of people are coming together to support FOA. Oh yeah, and uh, we did. We had a wonderful event uh, for all, for all, everyone that attended. Uh, we're so thankful for the support and and the gifts and the pledges that were made that night. Uh, we had Mary Hollis Inboden there. She gave a just a wonderful, heartfelt uh, speech about her experiences and where she came from, and also the importance of the FOA away in our community um i tell you what I, by the end of the night i was in i was in tears you know just to see um the support that was given for the foa and everybody was there you know i'm i'm new i'm fairly new to the foa i've only been there a couple of years and so I, I did have wonders you know of what the people would think and what what the levels would be of um, donations and giving sure. uh, just because I don't have long-term relationships with a lot of people. You know, I'm just new. So just to see it's not about me, it's about the organization. And I'm so proud to see it was about the organization, you know. I think what people get with you, though, when they meet you, and the same thing that we did the first time, was we get this level of comfort with you. We know what your intention is, and that is to expand the arts and to grow the program. That's right. Uh, And I think you can tell, you know, people know when they're talking to good people. Uh, And you have a whole crew of good people at FOA who do so much to help young people and families and let people find the artist in them and all of a sudden they start to blossom not only on the stage or in whatever form of art they enjoy but they start to blossom as people which is even more important than what they're doing on the stage oh for sure and i, I tell you what what's really fun for me is when we you know we have uh, the opening night of a show it really is an opening night i don't i do not have a long theater background not seen every show so whenever i get to see the final production i'll hear them working on it but the opening night for a show and i'm there it is brand new to me it is so exciting and then by the end of the night i'm just i'm so proud because i see the uh, even from two years ago, and I'll see people who've been in a couple of shows, and I can see them either maturing or they're getting better or their confidence from uh, kids to adults. Um, it's really amazing. I wish I, I, wish I had done more. Uh, yeah. I think that confidence level that uh, the, the, especially the, the younger generation can gain from that, it's just amazing. You're going to be able to – you're going to be able to compose yourself better in stressful situations. Uh, you're going to be able to speak your mind. You're going to be able to interview well. I mean, and communicate with your peers. Uh, it's just a whole nother level of success that you can achieve. I think when people get involved, they get bit by what we, what we would joke is as the bug. Mm-hmm. Where once you do it the first time, it almost seems like you're in for life because you have such a great time and you make such great friendships. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and the people, I mean. It's just, it's just really wonderful. The people that I meet you know, at this position, even through all through the community, whether it's been talking to the the, the local businesses or the people inside, uh, we have some great people, just yep. good-hearted people in this town. Uh, I think sometimes we might not take that for granted. We maybe look at the one bad person or the one bad thing that happened in our, our, our little community here. Mm-hmm. But if we look at the level of just good people, man, we have it here at Jonesboro. Again, Michael Wewers joins us in studio this morning. You have a big week. And really, it seems like since uh, you've kind of been the director of FOA, you've jumped in and 
wanted to wrap your arms around so many different things that are happening in our community. Uh, number one, you wanted to kind of help create a new vision for Local Fest, which has gone on for a couple of years. Now it's FOA Local Fest, mm-hmm. and that thing is a huge undertaking, but it's happening this weekend. Right. Yeah, that's right. It's happening this weekend. You know, we've got to give it out. We've got to shout out to Lucas Clontz uh, for uh, for all the work he's done. You know, he, he's been hustling, getting these bands together. I think there's over 700 musicians, over 12 stages, over uh, 70 bands. Um, it's going to be it's going to be great. We have we have showings at the Forum Theater. We have a main stage there on Main Street. There's the main stage that the people performing at Brick House, Huntington Square down there. Uh, it's all over downtown. So if you yeah. get out, it's Friday and Saturday. Get out and come see it. So there's other stuff that's going on as well. Like if we, if we look at what's coming up on your calendar, your itinerary over the next couple of weeks, and even if you want to go as far as the next couple of months, what are some of the things we need to be looking forward yeah. to? Yeah, well, we have the Music Man coming up at the end of this month. This one to be, uh, I think I'm really excited to see it. Uh, we've got a few surprises, a couple of surprises that you'll definitely want to come see this show. You'll, you'll look around to your left and right, and you'll go, oh, wow. You're going to do an oh, wow moment. Sure. So come check out that oh, wow moment. Um, let's say that's in September. In October, we have Freaky Friday. Well, that's going to be that's just going to be. I think it's going to be hilarious. And we're also showing the Rocky Horror Picture Show at the, on Halloween. It'll be on Halloween, so it's a good time. And I think we're showing it early enough. I know the adults sometimes want to get out and do something for Halloween. Sure. What better way to go come see the Rocky Horror Picture Show around seven o'clock? And then you can walk right downtown in your costumes, and you can go Ooh, yeah. visit the local. Local downtown. That's fun. I've never seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show ever. Oh have my you goodness. Tell me, have you seen yes. it? I guess I'm missing the boat. Is it fun? Yeah. Is that the deal where you can dress up and like yeah. you're a part of it? Yeah, and then you have a little uh, gag bag where you can throw toilet paper. Or, oh, I'd oh, love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah for uh, sure. You'd be in trouble there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Last year, last year it was piled five foot high. I mean, I was, you see me sweeping up. Was it? Yeah. And, and usually like, you'll get a deck of cards and some other things. You can throw the cards at the screen. I mean, yeah. it's just, oh, yeah. That's fun. A lot of fun. So all that stuff's coming up. You can find out more at uh, foajonesboro.org. Outreach programming. We talk about the different programs you guys offer. Yeah. For young people, of course, a lot of people, when they think FOA, they think about the stage performances. That is a major part of it. Uh, they think about the actors, but you're looking for directors, stagehands, everything that goes on behind the scenes as well in those performances and so many other things. Like if I were to say, give me some of the, the most important programs that you guys offer, what do you offer? Uh, yeah, I would go straight to our tuition assistance program. Um, that's our, that's part of our, our main outreach. Really, the, the whole FOA organization is an outreach program. I kind of look at it if, the, if we're trying to uh, give uh, – ways for artists to show their artwork for uh, kids or grown-ups to be on stage or to teach your classes but our out uh, our tuition assistant program if you come in the door and you, maybe you don't you're not financially able to pay uh, the full price you fill out an application it's reviewed by a committee and uh, we're going to get you in the door we're yeah. going to do our best to try to get you through the door and get you in taking some programming Again, he's Michael Wewers from FOA Jonesboro. Find out more at foajonesboro.org. And, of course, their Facebook page keeps you, keeps you up to date on all the information that's going on yeah, as well. for sure. Always great to see you, my friend. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we are joined in studio this morning by our friend who is a clinical psychologist. That's how I have to introduce her no matter who it is. I insist uh, on that. Basically, it's <laughs> yes, part, It's written into the contract. <laughs> Dr. Dana Watson, who is here with Families in Counseling Services. Welcome back into the studio this morning. Thank you so very much. How are you? I am happy to be here on this rainy day. All right. Yeah, boy, how great is that? Mm-hmm. But a short work week, that's kind of positive. Amen. You feeling all right this morning? I'm feeling good. 
Still staying active? Uh, active-ish. <laughs> She's about to get her um, scuba. Like, what, what are you getting? Scuba oh, diving. Yes, thank you. Thank you for bringing that yes. up as I ask you to do. No, um, she didn't ask. Wait, me no. Else. What is it? Listen, I haven't heard this. Um, I am a certified scuba diver. Okay. And in two weeks, going to become an advanced level. Serious? Like she's going to be diving to depths of like 80 feet and stuff. Where does this come from? The like, diving is not the hard. It's the hard part. It's the coming up that yeah. really matters. So oh it takes gosh. some technique. So I have enjoyed every single minute of it. Where do you learn this? Well, it's through JT Dive Shop. And um, I just have had a hankering to learn to scuba dive. And they could not make it any easier on a person who wants to do it but has no technical skill or physical oh. ability. It's just perfect for me. So how do how do you practice? Like in the bathtub or something like that, or what do okay, you do? Okay, <laughs> in the bathtub. Like what do you do to practice that? Like you we do don't have, have to, eighty feet deep over right. here. That's right. You do have to go to the lake or a swimming pool or uh, you know a, 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 a deeper ditch, yeah, something like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you just picture Dana in the bath trying to snorkel. Kids, go away. Yeah, I'm working on my techniques. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. I've always been scared of that because I remember as like a kid, all my cousins my brother and my sister they could get those little snorkels and they'd keep the thing over the water and i was always afraid of that like i would stop breathing with that it it totally makes sense of why you would be but when you try it and they have a discover class a discover scuba class for mm-hmm. people who just want to like put their toes in the water mm-hmm. and put the equipment on and scuba around like at jonesboro pool mm-hmm. um and so it's just it's just wonderful and it and like i said i mean it's something i always wanted to do i'm not very uh physically inclined or coordinated um and they have the best instructors so it has been a wonderful wow. um couple of months for me is your husband doing this with you? He will not do it. <laughs> no. He it's your brother. Oh, her brother's no. doing it with okay. My baby brother does it with me, and he was actually certified before I was. But Brian is from Queens, New York, and he's just like, I want my feet, you know, and my lungs on the on the pavement. I don't want to be around the water. Exactly. Exactly. He That's kind of how he sounds. He doesn't sound like it, that. It's not at all like that. <laughs> Get out of here, Dana. Get on the water. Now he's from Italy. (laughs) Sorry, Brian. Uh, Hey, one of the things we were kind of, we kick around ideas on things we can talk about, right? And you had presented this idea that people are, are, I guess, using music as therapy, and this can be a really amazing experience. And, and, you know, I I guess we all know that when we hear a certain song, like if I hear an old Michael Jackson song, I think back to, to what I was doing in those moments. Or if I hear like a Nirvana song or like there's a Red Hot Chili Peppers song, Under the Bridge. Every time I hear sure. that song, I can think of this one class in junior high and I can picture it vividly. It's really weird how music uh, can do that. But uh, what is music therapy and how can that relate to our own mental health? Like, how does that work? Yes. Um so uh, there's an author named Daniel Levitin, and he wrote a book called Your Brain on Music. Okay. And he talks about the emotional connection that we can form um, in our preteen and teen years real early on when we're first uh, forming our identities or learning about ourselves. And then we overlay that with different types of music and how that music and that time period can affect the dopamine levels in our brain in the same way that if we um, ate a wonderful meal mm-hmm. or if we exercised, and it also impacts our brain in the same places that cocaine would. Wow. What? 
Right. So that can explain, and, and this is going to be something that Kelly and I can relate to, not the cocaine part, <clears throat> but like going to a Garth Brooks show, right? Mm-hmm. And like we hear that song, and for whatever reason, it's like all of a sudden this this energy forms inside of you, and it can even be a ballad, right? And it doesn't have to be like all this crazy energy, but there's some weird connection there. Yeah, I, like Friends in Low Places. Uh, I oh. mean, who doesn't have a connection to that? Or like mm-hmm. the dance, I get oh. the emotional connection. Or Colin sure. Baton Rouge, when you feel that, it's like, man, you want to get up and run. Absolutely. Like there's certain things. It's weird that that's really like a, a musical type of therapy, though. It is, and... Check out this. So the imprinting is so strong in early adulthood, um, from the teens to the early to the early twenties, that our brains that are developing, of course, in that time, uh, for the first time, when we get a hold of something like this, like just like our experience with French fries or mm. or cocaine, <laughs> as they tell me, right. um, our first experience with that music will be stronger to us emotionally and it will resonate with us more than like our 100th time with that with that um, music. Sure. So they call this the reminiscence bump. And it explains why the music we hear when we're first developing our tastes will remain a lot of what we measure other good music by, mm-hmm. you know, we'll say like this kind of resonates in the same way or not. And, you know, this is one of the reasons he writes in his books that the Beatles are still considered really good music now. But like at the time in 1964, the Boston Globe called them anti-music. See, and like to me, I think about all these wrestling theme songs, right? And like I'll hear a song that like the Von Erichs came out to in 1984 and it transports me back into those moments. And all of a sudden I love that song. And I think that's why as we age, and if you see a lot of older people, they don't really progress with music. They kind of stay in their lane of where they were in that the early teens, early 20s. For sure. I think that's really interesting to see that. For sure. You know, if you fell head over heels in love with a person like in or around 1990 mm-hmm. and you made cassette tapes of the song when it came on the radio, yeah, yeah. let's say it was hypothetically your crush's name was Billy mm-hmm. and you waited all night long for Journey or Ario Speedwagon to come on so you could mm-hmm. tape it. Come on now. Then you may never be able to hear those songs again without thinking about Billy. Yeah, <clears throat> Billy, huh? I guess that's that's hypothetical. Is well, it, <laughs> of course it's hypothetical, right? Of course it's hypothetical, but please, while I'm here, don't play faithfully. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm a happily married woman now. Hey, she's so happy in marriage. <laughs> she's trying to drown herself over okay. here. Okay, with a snorkel. Exactly. Uh, it's kind of fun, though. Okay, so if we think about, uh, like, how does music therapy, how can we use this as therapy? Obviously, I go to music, you know, and it changes my mood, but how can it be a deal where a therapist can help you to do this? Well, music therapy specifically is a technique. It's an approach that uses music and all the elements, like the rhythm, the melody, and the lyrics to address emotional or cognitive or social needs. And it can positively impact our mental health because it creates a, it's a creative outlet for expression and promoting relaxation in some cases in some cases and emotional processing so there are certified music therapists out there but a lot of therapists just use it as a tool in their own practices so i think it's interesting ever since we've um, you know started talking a lot with with you and family zinc we've started to hear more celebrities and musicians talk about their own mental health for a long time it was it was taboo. There was a stigma. If you talked about mental health, nobody admitted that. Now we see so many musicians incorporate some type of you know mental health theme into their music. 
Uh, and I think I feel that more than I ever have, you know, ever before. Like, I, I think we hear more of that stuff. Uh, can you think of maybe some people who might be helpful to listeners if they want to, like, check out some of these artists who are incorporating that? Yes, because it is wonderful that so many singers and songwriters are incorporating mental health themes in their music that it helps to raise awareness and certainly to destigmatize mental mm-hmm. illness or just personal struggles. Yeah. So some of the ones that immediately come to mind um, are Blue October, Billie Eilish, Demi Lovato, um, Ed Sheeran, Halsey, and then the rappers Logic and Kid Cudi are yeah. really progressive in that area too. And I love the fact that they're they're talking about this. And I really think like Demi Lovato comes right to the top of my head when sure. I think about people who are talking about that. Uh, and to me, it kind of encourages us to have these conversations about mental health, things that when I was young, nobody really wanted to talk about. And it does reduce that stigma that's associated with the issues that really everybody faces. But for so much of our lives, nobody wanted to talk about it. Yes. And, you know, so p- part of what people, uh, therapists may use the music therapy for, um, in some ways, it is to uh, normalize some of the struggles that people go through. It might be to help teach coping skills, you know, or to process some emotions. But some artists use their talents to shed light on more complex parts of mental health, mm-hmm. and they help their listeners um, experience even deeper stuff. Like Sia uses her music to explore themes about mental health, addiction, and healing. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Eats World and 21 Pilots address challenges um, of growing up. Halsey talks about his um, experience with bipolar disorder and identity. Ed Sheeran talks about, uh, I think he has one or two songs specifically that relate to Alzheimer's disease Mm -hmm. um, and the challenges of growing up like in a small town. And, you know, every singer from Dolly to Merle, every country singer, (laughs) Dolly Parton, Merle Haggard, Garth to Miranda, (laughs) Chris Stapleton, all of them have stories that normalize pain and struggles and healing. So let's say we can turn to music for therapy. How does music therapy help our brains? Like, how does that affect it? How does it change it? Well, that's a really good question. You know, music therapy has been shown to help in different ways. So to go back to dementia, sometimes they will use music to stimulate areas of the brain um, that are involved in emotional processing, memory, and executive functioning. So for older adults, they may use music from their time period. And and you may have seen it like on TV or in in social media where um, a man or a woman who has been largely stoic and catatonic and and not moving or engaged socially, they'll Mm -hmm. put the music on and then they perk right up. And so it shows that it does trigger and activate those parts of the brain. And and then again, of course, they use it um, in other ways to reduce symptoms of anxiety and depression and to improve emotional regulation and uh, relaxation. And then really just, in certain ways to facilitate better communication and social interaction between people. So is there, is it more than just playing the song? Like, is there a certain music technique that gets used in therapy? Cause like I'm sitting here thinking, you know, Hey, maybe you need to sing the song or you need to play the drums or even sit down and write the song. Is it, is it that, or is it as simple as just hearing it? It's all of that, actually. You know, some of the most common music therapy techniques are, they do include songwriting, um, lyric analysis, and then, like I said, guided relaxation with music. The techniques will be tailored, really, to what the individual's preferences are in music and then what their needs are. So explain how that kind of plays in with a psychologist. Like you're, you're a psychologist and you're trying to help someone with music therapy. How does this work? Like, how do you do this? Well, there are a couple of different ways. Um, 
first because sounds of our youth are so strongly imprinted in our brains Mm -hmm. in such a powerful and intimate way. Researchers have found that music can definitely help people who are struggling with dementia, um, addiction, or mental health. So we know that um, we know that that's powerful, and mm-hmm. we know that playing the music that they learned um, that resonates with them and that they enjoyed early can help them have that connection. Sure. Um, so in practice, usually I will start to explore with a patient what types of music do they like, what are they drawn to, why. Why do they like it? Why does it resonate with them? And then sometimes we will look at alternative versions of the music, like cover songs um, or acoustic melodies, where Mm. we can explore the lyrics a little bit better um, and really take time to absorb that. You know, some people want music. Like I personally like slow music where I can enjoy the melody and Mm. I can enjoy the lyrics. Some people like the really strong amped up form. Sure. The beat really resonates and is therapeutic for them. Mm -hmm. And see, for me, it depends on what I'm doing. Like I get it. If you're trying just to kind of chill, maybe the, the, the slower version, but like for me, if I'm in the gym, like I'm listening to music that I typically wouldn't listen to, but it's like, bam, 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 that type of, you know, rock music, especially some of the older stuff that brings back those memories. Yeah, because no matter what you're doing, again, remember the key is um, you're releasing dopamine. So it's mm-hmm. the feel good chemical. So you're having an experience, whether you're reminiscing in a positive way and hearing something uplifting. I mean, even church music. I mean, just whatever, yeah, whatever works for you. Yeah. Or the head banging. Give me some songs. What are some of your songs that kind of work for you when you're doing this? Is there something? Yes. So I put on my Instagram page, it was the first time I ever learned to do pair music with an Instagram post. I didn't even know it was a thing. Stepping up, man. uh Come on now. (laughs) My my Instagame has improved. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you got it. (laughs) I know. And so I, I am obsessed with the a cover version of Jimmy Eats World and it's called In the Middle because yeah, I yeah. think um so often I'm in the middle of some event or um growing area and then I'm raising children who are mm-hmm. nine and twelve and they are in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so I think those lyrics can speak to us at any age. Hang on, can I I think I found it. Is oh, it, did you? Is it Caleb Caleb Graham? Caleb Graham I just his version. Don't write yourself off yet It's only in your head you feel left out I look down on I used to play this song when I was down the hall Just try your best Try everything you can And don't you worry what they tell themselves When you're away That's good That's nice Yeah, that is good just take some time, little girl, you're in the middle of the ride. Everything will be just fine. Everything will be all right. All right, again, that's Caleb Grimm. That's called The Middle. I'm sure people are going to be like, hey, what was that song y'all played? I love it. Uh, that's I good. Oh, yeah. I know. And Caleb is out there somewhere just thrilled to death that we. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Dana. Yes, but I know. But you do hear the lyrics different. I mean, I mean you hear it different. Should we yeah. play that in our schools every day? Oh, I just yeah. can't help but think of how impactful it would be for adolescents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And then I have used blue, used and loved Blue October um, yeah. for years. And, start, and it is his, per, his personal story of substance abuse and 
all the, doing all the wrong things and and he just he has like a journey of healing so starting even in the beginning is spectacular and then um, another favorite is Steve Winwood did a duet with his wife Lily and it is higher love and it just hits so much different than like his original version for me mm-hmm. do you have that too I'm looking for it Hang on. Oh, let, me see, okay. let, me, let me see if we can get it from over now here, on could we have all my shows okay. with music yes, hey, we're doing I therapy know. for you now <laughs> all of a sudden I'm the therapist I'm in such a better place now I have waited for this moment. Oh, me too. <laughs> I haven't heard this yet. Bring me a higher love. Bring me a higher love. Bring me a higher love. Where's this higher love I've been thinking of? What's turning? That's neat. Yeah, I've never heard that either, so... Uh, anyway, tons of great stuff. And what again, it's, it's it's fun to think about that. Hey, can I do one more that I think would be uh, great for you? I could be here all day. Go right ahead. Right oh, what? I'm oh, already, yes. I can already tell on your face. It's something dumb. I'm forever. Oh, Billy. No, don't say that. <laughs> oh, it brings back her thoughts of Billy. <laughs> Hypothetical Billy, I mean. <laughs> Music therapy, it's a real deal, you guys. If you ever need uh, somebody to chat with, there's uh, so many different people at Families Inc. who can help you. Uh, there's locations throughout Arkansas. Uh, you can find out more at Families Inc. .net or by calling 870-933-6886. She is our clinical psychologist friend. She is Dr. Dana Watson. Thanks for coming in this morning. Thank y'all so very much. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined in studio this morning by Lindsay Wingo, who's representing the Glen Sane family of dealerships. And uh, this is our first chance to see Lindsay since uh, the Gosh. new edition. Yeah, well, it, yeah, there is a new edition. How are you feeling this morning? I'm doing good. Uh, life is a little different for you as you're prepping, huh? Yeah, I'm just bumping along. So, uh, yeah, we watched uh, Lindsay walk in a few minutes ago, and like I knew you were fairly pregnant. Like you're you're further along, uh, but you're not nearly. What's the best way to say that, Kelly? Brandon, she's she's only gained twenty pounds, and she she looks <laughs> like she has a little volleyball, and it's so yet. cute. I love it. And I think it's hard for me and Brandon to grasp that because uh, his wife. How, how much did Leslie gain uh, with Kurt? I already got in trouble yesterday for talking about. Well, Nashville. I, I gained like seventy pounds with Kurt. It I was, was like, I looked like a linebacker. It was like seventy or eighty pounds for Leslie. Okay, and so it's like I think it's hard for us to grasp that you don't have to gain that much. <laughs> Y'all are so Some charming. people don't. She just rolls in like you can't even. Tell she's pregnant yeah <laughs> no so how is life as you're uh, prepping for a baby i feel like we've seen you grow up like you know, know from college to where you are today it's it's a lot different but it's good and it's exciting yeah so how many weeks are you away five weeks okay. hopefully have you gone through all the phases where like you've gone through the sickness and then you've gone through the cleaning phase like as as are you there yet i think so it just goes by so fast like i was telling brandon before you got in here that you feel like it's so far away when you first find out. And I'm like, ah, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you know about the baby? Have you have you tried to figure stuff out as far as like gender and the prep and oh, stuff like yeah, that? Oh, yeah. It's a girl. Okay. So you need, do you know names? Are you yeah. Ready? Her name. You don't know her name? I don't know her name. It's Danny. Oh, but we're so spelling cute. it D-A-N-I like a girl. But yeah, yeah like my grandpa. Oh, that's going to be really, really Aww. sweet. Mm-hmm. So is the room ready and stuff? Yes, pretty ready. All right. 
Have you spent a ton of a ton of money so far? Yes, like I'm hemorrhaging <laughs> cash. <laughs> I, I will tell you that doesn't change. And I thought at one point because you're going to go through these phases, I'll give you the advice, and Kelly can testify to this. You'll go through the phases where, you're like, if you have to buy formula and diapers, you're like, I can't wait until we get out of this because this is so expensive. And then all of a sudden, your kid needs other things. Then your kid starts playing games and sports, and then your kid becomes a teenager. It never gets less expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Reed, just know if you're that. listening, I'm going to try. Read. No, stop. no. Read. <laughs> I'm going to try to stop. <laughs> you're going to have to continue to work, aren't you? Yes. Hey, but you get to work in the family business with the Glen Sane family of dealerships. Yes. And I love it. I love working with my family, being with my family. It's great. How are you getting along with your brother? We get along. We do. We really do. We've always got. We along. actually have him we on the phone right, right now. <laughs> we love to mess with each other, but we do get along. That's what I love when I go and do events with you guys, just the whole dynamic because, you know, there's grandpa running around and there's the sons running around, there's the grandkids and then the great grandkids are running through there. And it's just, uh, it's a different vibe when you see how you guys operate. Yeah. It's funny because, I mean, with me being older, I feel like I've always bossed him around. And so I don't think he likes that, like me being around to boss him sometimes. <laughs> Do you remember when you made him come in and record commercials and yes. he was not happy about it? Yes, I'm still yeah. I'm still doing that. And he that. did so good. But it's been a year and he was so fired up. <laughs> I know. Lawson, if you're listening, we need to schedule that soon. Come on, Lawson. Where are you? Uh, so we like to talk about the events you guys do. Obviously, at the end of all of your uh, the Glen Sand commercials, we hear the Danny Ford line. God bless our troops. We hear that. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of transition now to God bless our troops and God bless our first responders as we head into 9-11. Uh, and you guys are doing something really special coming up on Monday. Yes. On Monday at all four of our locations in Paragould, Kennett, and Rector, we are providing free lunch for all local first responders. Yeah, that's cool. And that's from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. So it's lunch and there's other stuff because I know you guys don't want to just feed people. Like you want it to be an event. And it's almost like because I've, I've watched how you all operate. You want to sit down and, and get to know these people who come in. Yes, yes. We um, invite everybody to come and visit. We'll have giveaways. Um, I know that at a couple of the locations, we're going to have like the air evac parked there and Ooh, different things. So, But it really gives you this vibe that, that you guys and your family really does love your local community and you want to give back. Yeah, we definitely. So again, that happens on Monday. It's going to be September the 11th from 11 until 1 at all of the Glen Sane locations, the two in Paragould, the location in Rector, and the location in Kennett. And people just stop by. Like, There's no need to RSVP. They just come on through. Yes, yes. Just please come and no need to RSVP. And we look forward to seeing everyone. When you think about 9-11, because again, I have these, I have vivid memories. Do you have vivid memories of where you were on 9-11? Yeah, I was teaching. What school? Uh, when junior high school. Do you remember? Can you can you picture the moments when you knew? Yeah, I went down there because my mom taught at the same school, and I went down there and I was like, "What is happening?" She had TVs in her room. I was in the, <clears throat> a radio studio in Paragould with Randy Myers. We were uh, on a station in Paragould, and we were doing a news show at the time. It was my first year in radio, and it was nine eleven to two thousand one. I'll never forget those moments of us sitting there together, looking at this thing on television, like, "What in the world is going on?" And then we had to report on what was happening. Uh, and you think about those first responders, the mm-hmm. fire, the police, the EMTs, who, while everybody else was running away, they were trying to run toward those people. Do you remember where you were on 9-11? I was in kindergarten. Wow. Do you remember it, though? Do you remember any kind of, you know, teachers I mean, talking about it or Yeah, anything? I remember that. Mm-hmm. But obviously, at that age, I didn't re- understand the significance of it yeah. until... So you really grew up in the world that was post-9-11. 
which because everything changed for those of us who were alive before that, you know, travel changed and just the way we looked at the rest of the world. And I think even the way we appreciated people changed mm-hmm. on that day, 9-11 yeah. of 2001. Mm-hmm. So anyway, on Monday, it's 9-11. It's an anniversary and it's a reason to celebrate first responders all over Northeast Arkansas. Again, at all Glen St. Dealerships, Paragold Director and Kennett, free lunch and prizes from 11 until 1. Lindsay Wingo joins us in studio this morning. It's great to see you. You too. And as always, God bless our troops. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we are joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. It's Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care on Parker Road in Jonesboro. He's back with Wet Nose Wednesday. Dr. Reed, how do we find you on this uh, kind of wet and damp Wednesday morning? Well, we're already trying to get some pets uh, better. Everything that was dropped off today has an issue, so we're working Working towards that end. Well, it sounds like you might have an issue. <laughs> what are, you? are you all right? <laughs> all right, just making sure. I think he's. I think he might be overwhelmed. Hey, are the issues like a, something that's like a common theme, or is it just random stuff? One, uh, a really bad ear infection. One dog's got blood in the urine. Oh. Uh, another dog acting like it can't see. Um, what else we got? A cat that's congested. Um, Dog with diarrhea, so it's pretty much the whole spectrum today. Wait, all of that happened this morning? Uh, started about 7.30. Yeah, these were drop-offs. <laughs> okay. Dude, I am so sorry. I think my blood pressure is going up for you. That is crazy. So, uh, anyway, I know now that we're going to be uh, chatting with you, you have all this other stuff going on today. Uh, what do you have prepared for us uh, to do Wet Nose Wednesday? You know, this happened last Thursday, and I've talked about it several times, but I actually had a, a potential case. And um, we had a, a, a owner brought their dog in. It was having trouble getting around, and it's kind of a middle-aged, a little bit older dog, and, you know, pretty much diagnosed arthritis in it, and sent it home on a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. And about an hour and a half, two hours later, she called and said, uh, I just found out where the dog had gotten into some trident sugarless gum and mm. had eaten maybe 12 pieces. Mm. I said, well, you can And um, they brought the container, and it was the Sour Patch Watermelon, so I'm sure the dog, you know, had a little summer treat. And um, <laughs> since it had happened uh, earlier in the morning, it was really too late to make it vomit, and activated charcoal doesn't really work too well with the xylitol. They, they fortunately they brought the little container in that had the gum, mm. and uh, you know what's interesting is on the label it didn't say xylitol it said sugar alcohol so look for that um, you know people are kind of aware of xylitol but it may be called sugar alcohol and each piece had one gram of the xylitol in it so then went back to my um, algebra and did some calculations and. Um, the dog basically uh, ate 12 grams of xylitol. The toxic dose is about a tenth of a milligram. Potentially toxic dose is about a tenth of a milligram per kilogram. This calculated out to 0.46 milligrams per kilogram, so oh. almost five times the potentially toxic dose. So wow. we did some blood work because what, what this can cause, it somehow stimulates 
uh, a rapid uh, dose-dependent insulin release from the pancreas, and that can result in a very severe hypoglycemia. Um, so, you know, we monitored, uh, started IV fluids just for supportive care, and um, monitored the blood glucose um, throughout the day, and then I came back that night about 9 o'clock, and Blood glucose was 113, still in the normal range. Checked it the next morning, it's 88. So mm. this dog did well. Um, apparently didn't have any, you know, hypoglycemia from it. Uh, high doses can cause liver uh, liver uh, conditions, even liver failure. And we had done some uh, initial baseline blood work to, to look at the liver enzymes, and they were all normal. And then since the dog didn't develop the hypoglycemia, you know, did better. And uh, just to end uh, or a capstone of the story, um, the medication that we um, sent home last week, they called yesterday and they got home and found that the dog had eaten the bottle, threw the bottom out of it, and there were about seven and a half tablets of this non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. So relying on my calculus back from junior high and high school days, I mean, algebra from junior high and high school days calculated. Uh, the dog got about 20 milligrams per kilogram um, of this anti-inflammatory medication, and it was fairly recently. They thought just within you know the, the 30 minutes to an hour. So um, we had them bring it back in, gave it some aflamorphine, which is a, a medic that causes immediate vomiting, and uh, it emptied out the stomach. And uh, you know there's some brown material. These are unfortunately chewable tablets, so they were flavored. So you know dogs think they're treats. And um, so we started it on IV fluids again just to support it because this can cause, um, you know, an overdose of a non like that can cause some severe GI hemorrhages, ulcerations, uh, maybe uh, even some kidney kidney issues down the road. So we gave it some, uh, actually gave it uh, the medication to make it vomit. We administered... Um, activated charcoal, which helps absorb and bind any residue that may be left in the stomach, and uh, started it on IV fluids to support it. Fortunately, today it ate, had normal stools, no evidence of uh, no bleeding, uh, GI bleeding, so we're going to send it home with some medication and have the owners monitor it. So, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, you have to really keep an eye out because dogs, uh, their sense of smell is so good, even in a container, you know, with the lid on, they can smell if there's a flavor, you know, like gum, for instance, or these flavored tablets, they know there's something in there that probably is going to taste good. So, you know, they can chew through a prescription pill vial or this gum was in a plastic little container with a pop top lid. And, uh, uh, you know, fortunately, in both cases, they found, found uh, what, what had happened. And but sometimes dogs are sneaky and, you know, they may take something off and, you know, hide somewhere with it and eat it there. And then all of a sudden your dog is ill and you don't really have any evidence of why it's ill. So, again, just safety, keep, keep things out of the, their uh, reach where they can get to them. You know, keep them up in a cabinet or somewhere, you know, that they don't have access to. So, fortunately, this dog, if it was a cat, it's, it's pretty, pretty lucky. They've used a couple of lives uh, potentially, so uh, but overall had a good outcome.
That's great. <clears throat> but again, we got to know what uh, is around for our pets to get into because I can tell you my pets will take whatever's down there, whatever's on the floor, they're going to go after it. Mm-hmm. So, Y'all, he is the man you need. Yay. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. It's Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care on Parker Road in Jonesboro. You can find out more at vet-care.com and on Facebook when you search Vet Care Jonesboro. Hey, Doc, thanks for another Wet Nose Wednesday. Okay, we're going to get back to treating the sick. All right, get back on it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined in studio this morning by our friend, Carrie White, the newly retired Carrie White, who is not really retired. (laughs) Carrie, welcome back. Thank you, sir. How are you doing this morning? Awesome to be here. I'm just wanting to get close to... Uh, Kelly hoping that some of that Laney Wilson stardust oh, oh, rub off on me. It. I was Stop so it. excited. Stop. Love it. <laughs> Carrie, you're only stirring this up even know, worse. You realize I, I that help it. every time I talk to you, you stir something up. I know. That's <laughs> why I love Carrie. It's in my nature. We have Danny Capalis in studio as well. He's the director of Jonesboro City Parks and Recreation. Danny, welcome back. Yes, how are y'all doing? Danny's Uh, my new BFF. Y'all got to work together on this deal? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So who is here to watch after the other? Because one of you is probably here just to make sure the other one doesn't say something silly. Uh, I think I'm going to throw it to Danny when we start talking about where you can go watch. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) Okay. Hey, so the reason we wanted to chat with you guys is because, uh, and I I guess this is a huge deal, this uh, Jonesboro eclipse that's going to be happening in 2024. Is the target date, is that April 8th? Yes, Is that right? April 8th, Monday, 2024, and it, it starts in South Arkansas. Yeah, okay. And um, comes all the way up through the middle of the state, and we're on um, the the perimeter of the four-minute totality. So we're in two-minute totality. So you mean to tell me that on April the 8th of 2024, we're going to have two minutes of complete darkness in the middle of the day? Yes, sir. So we it, did, doesn't that sound freaky? No, it's weird. And we did something like this uh, back, I don't know, six or seven years ago, it seems like. And, and But it was different. It wasn't quite like what we're experiencing in 2024, right? Yeah, yeah it was partial. Okay. This is totality. Uh, but everybody lost their mind over the partial. Yeah. Do you oh. remember that? Mm-hmm. We did an event mm-hmm. to be a part of the partial eclipse. So what's going to happen to the city of Jonesboro in northeast Arkansas when we have a total eclipse over us? Oh, I think it's going to be folks coming to town. It's going to be the, the, the kids that are at the schools are going to have to have a place to go or go outside. You know, we're looking at how do these schools plan for their kids getting out and enjoying this, and, or are they going to send them home early so that they're not dealing with the traffic? Because that's part of the we're, issue. We're is thinking a hundred, hundred to two hundred thousand extra people in yeah. town. No kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> are you serious? Oh my god. That's goodness. what the highway department, the Arkansas Businesses Department is get ready. Arkansas Highway Department. Yeah, you got a business. You need to be ordering some Eclipse stuff. Wait. So you mean to tell me we're going to have that many people that are going to travel just to see totality? Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, does this sir. happen other places? Is this, yes, sir. So we know this this does happen. Yes, in the in the we know because the the uh, appointed oversight committee that of the mayors, um, we've been talking with folks that this has happened in their areas before. Like for example, in 2017, mm-hmm. we were impartial, yeah. but there were folks out west who were in totality, right. and they were kind of caught off guard. So we're getting a lot of pointers. From those folks about traffic patterns and um, even things like 
the restaurants making sure they've ordered extra food mm-hmm. for that weekend because yeah. people come in like three days before and then leave immediately after. So people wow. literally travel from around the country just to watch us. Is it like a group of people that just follows the Listen, eclipse you, or what? You go to you look on on you just Google the Great American Eclipse yeah. on Facebook, and you will have all these. Uh, uh, what what what's that called? All these Facebook pages, yeah. and they are chat pages. They talk about uh, my aunt is coming from uh, Mexico City. Right. My cousin's going to be here from Canada. That's crazy. Uh, where should we go and and watch it? Mm. So it's just been crazy. And I'll tell the folks out there, uh, Arkansas Sky Observatory right dot org is a website. Mm-hmm. And that is Dr. P. Clay Sherrod, yep. who is an astronomer, astrologist. He's got about 50 long <laughs> names of things. You can read it on sure. that uh, notice that we sent out. But he's on Pettigee Mountain. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have total for four minutes oh, wow. there. But he's got a website. And you can go on there and you can see the the path that it's going to take all the way from Texas up through Arkansas, up right. through Missouri. Sure. And, and then it kind of curves off to the east. And um, there's also a countdown calendar, a countdown clock on ArkansasTourism.com mm-hmm. that you can look at. And it has um, all kinds of things that people in other parts of the state are going to do as well as what we're going to do here. So, Carrie, why are you a part of this? I thought you were tired. I did retire, but it's in her blood. What, she can't I, help it. I just, you know, the mayor called me, and and um, he he knows stuff about me, so I, I couldn't afford to not do what he asked. Oh, I know stuff about so him too. I, I know, I'm right? Brandon, I'm ready to fire on him right now. Are you not. ready to fire on him? <laughs> so anyway, you know, I love my community, I've got and you, I, I feel a real passion about this because I feel like this could be a great a three day major economic impact yep. in our community and i love for our businesses in mm-hmm. town to get rich i yep. love them to make money and so i want everybody to take advantage of all kinds of different cool things that you can sell mm-hmm. um for the eclipse uh, we've got if you need help with a logo or something like that, we'll be happy to help you with that. The committee will. Right. Um, and I'm easy to get in touch with. Just um, call my cell phone. It's so neat, though, that this is going to happen and that you guys are giving the heads up. Because I remember in the partial eclipse, like it was a deal, but it seemed like it was just a couple of days before where people just try to get all these glasses out and a couple of people printed some shirts. But now we know we have a heads up. That this is going to happen. So we mm-hmm. as a community can try to figure got it out. Seven months to yeah. figure out. But. But, you know, you got to supply and demand is a little tough to navigate these mm-hmm. days. So you got to get your stuff ordered. Um, and, you know, just people like stuff that says, you know, I saw the eclipse mm-hmm. in Jonesboro, April 8th, 2024, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Sure. Or you make it make it something cool with your business, you know, mm-hmm. something that kind of relates to your mm-hmm. business. And just make it fun because I'm telling you, there's going to be people everywhere in this town. Just imagine and, the what it's going to look like if there's 100, let's say even on the low end, 100,000 yeah. new bodies here. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that, on a Monday. On a Monday. In the spring. In the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be insane. Yeah. And then again, it goes completely dark for two minutes. Yeah. So anyway, um, there this Thursday, tomorrow, mm-hmm. 
Dr. Care, Dr. Sherrod, Dr. Clay, they call him. Yep. Dr. Clay is going to be here. Mm-hmm. And it starts at 630. It's at First National Bank Arena. Mm-hmm. I know it's order the pack, but we can do both. Yeah. Um, and he is going to do this wonderful, interactive, um, very fun presentation mm-hmm. about exactly what's going to happen. So you're going to learn, you're going to get lots of information, but you're also going to be aware of every single thing that's going to happen during that two hours. Right. So uh, from, okay, so let's say start time is uh, 1238. That's when it starts, the partial starts. It starts getting a little dark. And again, April the 8th. April the 8th, 2024. Mm -hmm. Totality begins at 155, and then it's over... Partial ends at three fifteen in the afternoon, so you can see that's a that's, that's a chunk of the day. Yeah, that's wild. And the thing is, at three fifteen, that's when it's going to be crazy Why on the roads because everybody's going to leave school all at once. Schools As getting everybody out. Gets out of school. Everybody. So I don't know what the Oof. superintendents are going to. I'm sure they're going to make some kind of yeah. you know accommodation for that. But but yeah, I mean it's just it's going to be. People just trying to leave town because they're going to go to the next town. Is that what they do? They just travel mm-hmm. with it? Mm-hmm. And in some cases, people fly in. Let's become eclipse travelers. Yeah, yeah. that's that's wild. <laughs> yeah, Sam Hemmelstein does it. Okay. He's, yeah. he's traveled to follow him before when, like, he would be in a – now, if it's cloudy, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're out of here early. You know, they? they're going to get up and have <laughs> breakfast, and they're going to go to the next place. But we don't think that's what's going to happen. That's wild. But I really encourage the public – It's free to come Mm -hmm. to the informational meeting it's not going to last that long but it is going to be fun and you are going to learn more about eclipses than you ever wanted to know and danny's going to have all his parks open oh yeah so people can watch from the parks oh absolutely i mean you look at our our ball fields what better place than lay out on a soccer field and be able to watch the eclipse so that's that's what we're looking at you know craighead forest joe mac campbell south side possibly even have an event out at uh, uh, the shooting range. Just have those open locations so folks can actually lay out and just have a spot, a parking lot to go to, and then get out on the grass and enjoy it. But don't do it without glasses. Okay. You have to have safety glasses. I'm a, I'm the safety girl. Right. You've safety got to have, Yeah, safety place. You've got to have glasses. Okay. But, but that's even part of what we're talking about is, you know, safety. But also with, with the park system, we have all the neighborhood parks so that, that – the community actually has a place to go. They don't have to look for the larger park to go to. They can just go to our little uh, pocket parks, our neighborhood parks. Yeah. If it's close to your house, it's a great place just to go, go to the playground, enjoy, and then watch the eclipse while you're there. It's going to be neat. Again, it happens on April the 8th of 2024, and you can find out more. Uh, tomorrow they're doing the symposium. It's going to happen uh, tomorrow, which is September the 7th, from 630 until 8 at First National Bank Arena downstairs in the Hames Room. Uh, Dr. Clay Sherrod's going to be there. Carrie White, who is supposed to be retired, I guess, is going to be there as well. Who knows? <laughs> we'll be back again before April 8th. Plenty of times. All right. Good to see you guys this Thank morning. You. Thank you. Here we go. It's a brand new day. Wake up. This is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly.